Welcome to Dear Bronx Science. This is episode zero, where I will introduce you to Dear Bronx Science and welcome you to the show. Dear Bronx Science is um, a journey where I have conversations with Bronx Science alumni to share their learnings with you, the students. I found that Bronx Science, it was really tough. I admit it, it was definitely super tough. And for myself, it also can feel like a lonely journey where for me, I'm a child of immigrants. I'm the first in my family to go through the US school system. And Bronx Science is quite a unique experience. I didn't really have immediate people that I could look up to and say, hey, what, what do you suggest I should do? What happens next? What's college going to be like? And I've realized that years have passed for us alumni and we have learned a lot. And it's such a shame that we can't share that with current students who are going through what we were going through when we were students. And another reason I wanted to start this podcast is I'm recording this right now during the COVID pandemic. During the pandemic, I found myself listening to more podcasts than I did before. And with social restrictions, it's hard to meet people. It's hard to see them in person and to learn from them. And I hope for this podcast, it allows me to amplify the voices and advice of alumni so that you, the students, and even if you are also an, uh, an alumni, you can learn from each other. And the reason I call this Dear Bronx Science is I hope that each conversation is almost like a letter that starts with Dear Bronx Science. And it's where we as an alumni can be really open and candid and honest and share with you our experience. And also just to that Bronx Science is so dear to our hearts. <laughs> Before I really bring other guests onto the show, I think it would be helpful for you to get to know who I am, who Victoria Lee is. I'm a 2012 graduate from Bronx Science. At Bronx Science, what did I do? I, I did a lot of Key Club. I think Key Club was definitely one of the biggest commitments I had. I joined the club my sophomore year, and then senior year, I was the club president. And Key Club, it's what it taught me was definitely leadership because I didn't really know if I saw myself as a leader and I still can't believe that I went for the big prize to run as president, but I really liked the camaraderie we had as a group. And I started out first as a, um, I think the projects committee leader where I would find different volunteer events for students to go to. And I would also coordinate the events so that each volunteer event had a project leader who would take the lead in making sure to sign up who people who came, uh, I guess, to ensure attendance um, and making sure that things were being done in an orderly fashion. Other things that I did also at Bronx Science was that I was on the cross country team. I joined cross country, not because I'm a runner, but because I wanted to improve my tennis, my stability, uh, my stamina and ability to run. And because of that, as you can tell, I was also on the girls' tennis team where I played doubles. I was also on uh, an orchestra. And as you can tell, I was definitely involved in many, many different extracurricular activities. And I would say my time at Bronx Science was, I wish I had done more at 
creating closer knit friendships. I can see sometimes that my fellow um, classmates from my class year that they still are in touch with many of their fellow friends from Bronx Science. They have really close knit relationships, whereas I felt that I didn't really put the time to develop that and instead put more emphasis on my studies and making sure I got the grades, making sure I, I had my studies. And and that I wish I didn't have such an overemphasis, but it's easier to say that now than when I was a student, when it felt like studies were everything, extracurriculars were everything, because I knew at the time that if I put the time there and the investment, it would result in me getting into a better college. And at that time, I didn't know what a better college was because I didn't know which college to go to. And by the time senior year rolled around, I was really happy that I had the proper grades, the proper extracurriculars, the proper story to be able to apply and get into Dartmouth, which was definitely one of my top schools. Um, schools. So at Dartmouth, I studied economics with minors in Chinese and human-centered design. And how I would characterize my time at Dartmouth versus Bronx Science is it was tough because it was just so very, very different from Bronx Science. Bronx Science, majority of the population is Asian, whereas once I got dropped into Dartmouth and it was majority of population is white, many of them are really privileged, didn't, may not have gone to public school like me or had that type of Bronx Science experience. Parents may have been, you know, really successful, be in corporate jobs, lived in the U.S. and have that family background. So that was really shocking for me and how to adjust because I was so used to interacting with people with very, very similar backgrounds to me, whereas now interacting with people who, who they, they may talk about you know, things that they can enjoy because they were from a higher socioeconomic class and I just felt so disconnected from that. And the other thing that I really, really, really struggled was I felt so paralyzed when I went to Dartmouth. And what I mean by that was I felt a paralysis of choice or choice paralysis, I think is what it's called, where at Bronx Science, it seemed very, very clear what I had to do, what that I should just try to cram in as many APs, classes and extracurriculars, whereas at Dartmouth, there was just so many different options, so many different majors, classes I could take, clubs, and I just felt really confused and didn't know what to do. I also just felt so lost being in a more rural setting than versus in a city where I was comfortable in, because actually I was deciding between Dartmouth and Columbia, and I ended up going to Dartmouth because I wanted that change of space. And I, I found that I was really missing New York City and having that comfort and familiarity. So I would say the first year for me at Dartmouth was definitely really tough, I to just to admit to like show how tough it was, I actually called Columbia admissions office asking, hey, can I, can I still take my seat at Columbia? <laughs> I still can't believe I did that, but I did that. And that just shows how um, terrified I was that time starting at Dartmouth. So I think from just learning from that or what I want you all to take away, if you are a student about to start college or are a little worried, it is a scary moment, but I'm so glad that I put myself through that, through those challenge of being in that unfamiliar space because I found myself after Dartmouth that I'm going to be put into more space like that. Like it or not, I am a minority in this country. And as a, as a, as a child of immigrant, there's not many people and in this country that have my type of upbringing. And you need to be able to interact with people like that. And uh, the as I advance in my career, it's, unfortunately, there's just fewer and fewer minorities. And 
I'm glad Dartmouth taught me and gave me that experience, even though it was really, really, really difficult. But uh, the three years afterwards were really fun. So I just wanted to add that it wasn't all uh, gloomy, uh, dark and gloomy um, for the next few years. But I, I had a really fun time at Dartmouth and I definitely learned a lot in my economics um, major, but I would think I definitely learned a lot socially where back at high school, I was just really focused on studying and not as much on socializing and developing those connections. Whereas at Dartmouth, I wouldn't say it flipped, I still studied, but I had more emphasis on making sure I had that social connection. It also helped that I was in a sorority and Epsilon Kappa Theta at Dartmouth to be able to um, connect with my sisters um, there. And I also at Dartmouth, the other thing I want to also just touch on is Dartmouth was also a place where I felt open to be able to explore an era where I didn't feel like I had to do that. So at Bronx Science, I felt like I had to take all the APs, even though if I wasn't that interested, I felt like I had to just do all these things. Whereas Dartmouth, I felt that even though in the beginning I was paralyzed by all the choices, once I found an area that I wanted to further explore, I just really flourished from there. So at Dartmouth, I really focused a lot of my time into exploring the space of food. And the reason I picked that was that the summer after my freshman year, I remember July 4th, I think it was 2013 then, I just suddenly just realized I love watching food videos. I come from a food background where my family ran a Chinese takeout restaurant and I just, I just like to eat, I guess, and really appreciate restaurants and the stories that food can tell. And I decided from then and there to pursue food. So I went to found a food appreciation club on campus to host food tasting events. I made sure to really understand how the, the work that is involved in the food service. So I worked at the dish room on Dartmouth's campus on at FOCO, um, our, our um, food court. And then I went to work on a food truck that happened to open my sophomore year, started by business school students at the Tuck School of Business, where I worked on the truck making fried falafel sandwiches, salad bowls, grain bowls, and even worked in our prep kitchen to prepare all the ingredients before it's put onto the truck to be sold and uh, made into its final form. I even helped out with the marketing and um, saying, hey, how can we market this food to be served as sorority and frat uh, formals? And afterwards, um, at uh, internships, I interned at Momofuku, a really renowned restaurant group in New York City that I still to this day can't believe I was able to intern there. Um, thank you so much, Priya Krishna. She's a Dartmouth alum and was able to um, re uh, refer me. I also interned at Big Mots, which is a uh, mozzarella company also um, via Dartmouth alum. And during that time, I was I really felt so fortunate to be able to um, explore an area that I never thought I would explore. I don't think my parents went into the restaurant business expecting their kid to go into that. They worked many, many late nights and I, I, I saw it. I witnessed that. I didn't really get to see them much when I was younger because they were working. And so I felt really fortunate that I was able to pursue something which they may have not necessarily wanted to pursue, but I had that choice and I chose it. After college, I worked at a restaurant software company in product management. And I would say those first few years felt really difficult because it felt like Dartmouth on steroids like that first year. It just felt that I felt very disconnected from my um, from my colleagues um, there. Um, like a story I like to tell is 
someone mentioned that they were going to the Berkshires and I guess that's a place people go to ski. And I just said, what's the Berkshires? I've never, I don't know what this place is. And other people just seem to know. And they came from a socioeconomic class where that was something that you would do and you would go there. Like it, it seemed like the Hamptons, but I knew what the Hamptons was because I'm from New York City. Um, and then from there, I realized I wanted to, I realized that I didn't think I wanted to be in food forever. I wasn't sure yet. And I realized I might pigeonhole myself. So then I went into management consulting to where you get to work on projects from a variety of industries. Um, and I currently still work here. I work at LEK Consulting. I'm an associate consultant. I've now been here for a little over two and a half years. And I think that hopefully can give you in a nutshell my experience. I, I do hope to have an episode later on where I can talk a little more in depth about my story, but I wanted to give you this preview so you can understand where I'm coming from and hopefully some of the, my learnings here that I've shared with you can be helpful as you um, listen into this podcast. In each episode, I'm going to share with you free programs that you can take advantage of as a student in New York City. I myself had participated in several of these type of programs, and I think it's really important for students to participate in these programs because it exposes you to more areas that you may have not had the opportunity to explore in high school. And also, I think it shows initiative to um, college admissions that you more proactive and making sure to leverage all the resources that are available to you. And oftentimes there are students who are like that, but they just don't know these programs exist. So in each episode, I'm gonna share them with you so you can check them out. The first one I'm gonna share with you is Sadie Nash Leadership Project. I was able to participate in their programs when I was in high school and I hope you get to also. They really taught me that I can be a leader and that I have a voice and I'm so glad that I was able to be a part of their program very early on from the summer after my freshman year. So what is Sadie Nash Leadership Project? Sadie Nash Leadership Project promotes leadership and activism among young women and gender expensive youth so they can be agents of change in their lives and in the world. They have various programs from summer programs to programs during the school year, to even programs where you get to implement your own project in your community. They also have a program called Nash U, where if you've ever participated in any of Sadie Nash's leadership project, you get to participate in their workshops to help you um, apply to college. So that's Sadie Nash Leadership Project at sadienash.org. I hope you check them out. Thanks for tuning in to episode zero of Dear Bronx Science. I'm excited for all the conversations that I'm going to have and for you to be able to listen in and learn from these conversations. I hope to see you at the next episode and beyond.